the men of the machine. As always, I'm Kevin. I'm Pat, who is hardly unprepared because you didn't literally, you're just like, let's start recording. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and we are going to talk about a little bit of this, a little bit of that, some razzle, some dazzle, but mostly art in not probably the way you're expecting. Patrick here, our little handsome, sly little son of a bitch, got a new tattoo. I did. That, do you know, have you kept track of the number? What number is that added up? I to? have no idea, dude. That thing is like, it's like basically at this point, I consider my sleeve one. Because oh, okay. it's like, it's like, no, yeah, I think it's like, well, people are like, how many tattoos do you have? I'm like, I have no fucking idea. Like, if I try to count, I mean, because I mean, basically the sleeve, I'll, even if I count the sleeve as one, let's call that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, I think 15 counting the sleeve as one piece. Yes, which the sleeve is one piece, probably like close to twenty, something like that. Yeah, which soon, no, not super soon, but eventually, you won't even be able to count your right arm as separate pieces because that's all going to be one yeah. kind of nice flowing piece. So, needless to say, there is not a shortage of tattoos on your body. Oh, your knuckles? Did you count those? I did, like, oh, but okay. that's yeah, that's um, yeah, it's 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 in the tw- let's go, it's around twenty. Let's okay. go around so, twenty. I'll give him a quick rundown. You tell me what I forgot. So on his yeah. left arm, just to keep it simple, it's a Marvel sleeve. It's got everything you'd expect out of Marvel, the Avengers symbol on his elbow, the biggest Spider-Man tattoo up on his bicep out of him. A, oh, I guess Punisher tattoos equal size up on the shoulder. The right arm, you have what will eventually be a DC sleeve, but for now you have the Joker on the outside of your shoulder, Batman on the underside of your bicep with a bunch of ha-has and bats. You've got a Justice League cover on your forearm, Superman, and now added on the inside of your elbow, the brand new edition, Harley Quinn, which I'm guessing is also a like iconic image. That's not just something that you got he thought up that Yes and no. Like it was my idea. Like I looked through um Bruce Tim um Harley Quinn images, like cause he's the guy who created I mean, him and Paul Dini created the character on Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was looking through his images, and there was like, this random sketch she had done that was on uh, in Google. And um, so I, like, I took the sketch, and I was just like, okay, I want this, but I want it, her bursting out of a heart, like a cartoon heart, like Looney Tunes style, and I want it full color. And then Chris took it from there. Yeah, the heart looked super. The first thing it reminded me of was uh, Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. I was like, that's awesome. That's the thing. I didn't even ask for that. I, was gonna, I even told him. I was just like, I was like, holy crap, this is like cooler than I expected. Because I was just like, he was like, he was just like, I'm glad you have such low expectations of my work. I'm like, no, you, you know what, <laughs> what I mean, asshole. And I was just like, I was like, I didn't expect you to go so like elaborate on the heart. And he was like, he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll figure out colors when you get in. And I was like, yeah, I'm thinking like uh, Joker colors. He's like, that's exactly what I was thinking. So yeah, let's Purple do that. Purple and green. So yeah. that looks awesome. And it's 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 the what most people should assume of Harley to be not Margot Robbie, the traditional I Jester love costume. I love no, no, no. I'm not saying hers is bad in any way, shape, or form. But people who don't know Harley, like people at work have legitimately, I've showed them that picture and they were like, what is this? I don't. And I'm like, well, what? How do you th- even say her name? without knowing who she is and anyway neither here nor there so let me continue you have on your right leg the universal monsters three of the four that i want so far yes yes so you've got wolfman yep you've got frankenstein yep you've got dracula not yet no oh okay you've got creature of the blue lagoon i I want that as well i don't have that yet what one am i missing bride bride of frankenstein and then soon you're getting those two you've got the plan is to do um on the back of my leg 
uh, creature from Black Lagoon, and then above my knee to have um, just Lugosi's eyes, like Lugosi is Dracula, his eyes, and like basically have like mist be within mist, and then have mist be like the background of the whole piece, and that blends down into like this, the um, the lower leg sleeve that I'm working on, mm-hmm. which is slashers, which so far is just Jason. But yes, yeah, so you have Jason down there. Eventually, you'll get Freddy, you'll get Michael, you'll get what was the other one? I can only get those two because I, don't I, th- that much I room. thought you were adding someone else, but yeah, I would right. love to, but I don't know. I have so much room. Um, when are you getting Nosferatu on there? You got to get Nosferatu somewhere. I, I much prefer if I'm gonna do a Dracula, I'm gonna do Legosi. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, and then on your left leg, you've got Han Solo. No, Boba Fett. On my ankle, yeah, my, oh. on my left ankle. And then on your foot, you have Han Solo. On my right foot, I have Han Solo. On my left foot, I have Darth Vader. And then on your left thigh you have daredevil yes and on yes. my left calf i have uh eric draven in the crow oh that one's new that's why i always forget that one the crow one well it's newish it's it's <laughs> it's a year of, old of the list you know it's <laughs> at the top of what because you get them done as time goes on because shit's expensive indeed that's that's my I biggest mean. thing with tattoos oh yeah and then on your knuckles you have an homage to not only yourself but to cm punk and it says drug free because as mm. all we all know, even though there's a slight Barry Bonds asterisk next to that, Patrick is 100 percent, 98 percent drug free. So Are we 90, counting caffeine? 94 <laughs> percent drug free. Because I'm counting sugar and caffeine. Sugar is not a fucking drug, asshole. <laughs> Patrick, you are more addicted to sugar than you are caffeine. In my in yes, my but it's not a drug. <laughs> but it's an addiction, and I'm counting it. If I just said, Patrick, you've got to eat salads and that's it, and steaks and mashed potatoes, and you're done with sugar, you'd just you'd probably just burn the house down. And I don't need that because I don't got insurance on this place because it's a rental. So wait, really? Cause we we have a rental. We have renters insurance. No, I do have renters insurance, <laughs> but say. the point just was driven home more that way. Um, what, what was I? What? Where did um, you well, I was doing the drug free oh, thing. Oh yes, don't you have something on your ribs, or is that yep. a no? Yes. Yeah. Oh, the Green Goblin. That's right. Back, left-hand ribs, like the, the back side of your ribs, you got the Green Goblin. And then I know on your back one day you want X-Men, right? A big yep. mural of X-Men on your back. Yep. Um, you want the bars from, uh, crap, I can't think of the name. Don't Black say, no, damn it. Black Flag bars on your neck, and there was a couple other ones, right? Minor Threat, Black Sheep, and the uh, Bad Brains, uh, the, the symbol of the lightning bolt hitting the Capitol building. Yep, on your just or um, DC sleeve, you're getting Lexniac, right? Lexiac, yeah. Lexiac, sorry. Yeah. And is and then just filler, or is that that's uh, the that's the final big piece, right? No, because then it's gonna be poison ivy on my elbow, and that's oh. gonna be the fill. Ah, oh, nice. You're not gonna get like Two Face or Bane or no. Okay. I think it's like I didn't know. I've had a I've had a crush on poison ivy since like birth. <laughs> yeah, she's hot. Uma Thurman pulls it off. No, I, I, like, <laughs> I think the closest to like kind of like I mean, well, initially, I mean, pretty much every girl that Jim Lee has ever drawn, I have found attractive in a really weird way. Um, I don't basically because I first saw it when I was a child and didn't have access to pornography. Um, Let's get real right here. Hold on, time out, Patrick. How how Kevin Smith open are you willing to get on a podcast, Mike? How many comic book characters have you spanked it to? never never spanked it to a comic book nope oh man i've there's my my brother had this one poster on the wall i don't even remember anything about it other than the girl was wearing the shortest daisy dukes i've ever seen i was like 13 and i took full advantage (laughs) of it laying right above my bed 
So that's neither here nor there, but I'm just saying. No, no, like, I mean, if we're counting, like, when people became, like, movie characters, that's a different thing. That's, but, like, no, that's a complete, yeah. I'm talking on the paper. Yeah, no, because when they first cast Olivia Munn as Psylocke, I'm like, well, that's just, that's, that's amazing, because I've <laughs> had it, like, I've, I've been all about that hey, chick for years. That's <laughs> another reason why you're a huge Green Bay Packers fan, because Olivia Munn's dating Aaron Rodgers, although allegedly uh-huh. that relationship is, like, super toxic, and it's the reason why Aaron Rodgers is such a douchebag, but that's neither here nor there. That's why you're a Packers fan. He's he's a lucky man. I mean, I don't. I I feel jealousy. So it's not like a. It's, it's not like I'm a, like it's not like I'm an Alberto Del Rio fan because he's dating my beloved Paige. Like, Paige? Like, oh, because from wrestling is Paige wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is it that you're gonna get on your front half? I, I've never heard about a chest pieces. Well, I want to do um on my collarbone. I'm actually going to doing this soon. Uh, originally, I was gonna do a quote. Um, oh, that's going to be so rough. Oh, I can't even. Th- I don't even <laughs> really think about it. It's making me feel weird. Well, I changed my mind. I want to do just a fire inside to basically attribute AFI because of how important they've been in my life. Um, and uh, both my my chest chest. I want my original idea was just to do like um a straight like Jim Lee bat symbol on my chest, like going shoulder to shoulder. Mm-hmm. And Chris is like, you understand that literally what's going to happen is I'm going to do the outline. And then basically we're just going to be filling, like, basically for, like, <laughs> over like this and much. Over and this over black, and black, 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 black. And then, like, you're going to heal, or you're going to come back, and then we're just going to go boom, boom, and you're going to get, like, here. And then you're going to get, like, come back a couple weeks later and, like, boom, boom, boom. And, like, you get to, like, here, boom, boom, and you get over here. And then we're to refill the whole fucking thing. And I was like, all right, good point. And he sent me a picture of um this person that had a tattoo of, it was, like, a Superman symbol, and inside the symbol, it was um, panels from the comic. Mm. And I was like, I had the idea of basically doing the Batman uh, symbol with like some of my favorite panels from that. Oh, that would be pretty dope. That's what, uh, yes. Are you getting Tupac's Thug Life tattooed above your ribs? <laughs> I'll get Bailey's Hug Life. <laughs> okay, that's fair too. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I want to get um, Fantastic Four number one cover, um, basically on like the like, left half of my stomach. Mm-hmm. And um, on my right half, I want to do Green Entering Core. So that should cover most of my torso. That covered pretty much all of it, and then X Men on the back, and then are they is X Men gonna meet the two halves that you're talking about the the Green Lantern no. Corps? Okay, I mean so what's it might gonna be, like be the... touching, but I mean it's oh, more that's right. like you, you, blending. That's right, because you you wouldn't be able to because you've got Green Goblin there, and that would interfere. Yeah. So what are you doing on the ribs? Is that gonna be a, at the time figure it out when? What's the thing is I mean if I do the Green uh, or the uh, Fantastic Four thing, I plan on putting between. Um, Goblin and Fantastic Four. I plan on putting Doctor Doom in there somewhere because I'm sure I love Doctor Doom. Yeah, and then like it'll, the Green Lantern piece would be just huge. So, what about your ass cheeks? I don't really plan on doing that. I mean, I guess that could happen at some point, but I haven't like, like, really hadn't occurred to I'll, me. I'll, I, how much I'll pay to see you naked when this is all done because <laughs> it'll just look great. You'll have all this artwork that's just fully filling, and then just two ass cheeks sitting there. <laughs> it's gonna be perfect. Actually, what I might do is do, like, uh, there was one time when um, Rock came back and was, like, challenging CM Punk for the title, and he was, like, he said, basically, he told uh, Punk, he's just, like, I need to find somewhere on that, on that like, body that doesn't cover ugly tattoos. I need you on your, on your left butt cheek. I need you to, like, put a big M&M. I need you to put some <laughs> Snickers. I need you to put some, like, like, like you can't have some Alban Joy it doesn't have nuts. Basically, a bunch of candy. And yeah. on the other side, I need you to put Rock's size 13 boot print. And I was just like, 
I might do that. If I ever do my ass, I would probably be like, just do that shit and be like, hey, hey, rock. (laughs) (laughs) Though it's what, like rock boot stomping his candy ass or something like that? Is that what that? It was before they they had their match at Rumble that year where rock took the title. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That'd be funny. (laughs) That'd be a cool tattoo. Because every tattoo you have is not, okay, this is, I don't mean it like this, but Every tattoo you have is someone else's work that has affected you in some way. Like, it's not original, like, oh, I thought of this crazy design and whatever, whatever. It's, like, something that's been a major impact on you. Well, yeah, that's, like, the whole thing I always think is funny when people are just, like, I have friends, like, I had this this kid I used to work with at Lowe's who had what I called prison tats because he literally just had, like, words all over him, like, just random, like, fucking, like, no regrets and like all this bullshit. No regrets? (laughs) And I was just, like, that to me is just so fucking stupid and he's just like, he's like, well, it's like you have comic books. I'm like, yes, but like mine mean something because it's like when I was like, I mean, I, I don't like want to be like that guy or just like tattoos have to have meaning, but it's like I got the Joker. The Joker is my first piece because like I literally, like my first memories pretty much consist of Batman. Like, I remember like sitting in my front yard, like looking at like Joker and Batman trading cards. I remember like walking across town when Batman Returns came out. Before that, I remember, like, the day, I still remember to this day, the day that my dad was bringing home the Tim Burton Batman movie, um, like, the videotape. I remember the day he was bringing that to our house and, like, how fucking excited I was all fucking day. Like, I remember, like, the summer that I first, like, made friends with, like, my middle school friends, like, the way the way we bonded because we saw Batman Forever, like, four times in the theater. Like, I can go on and on and on. Mm. And it's just, like, to me that's more meaningful than like you having no regrets tattooed on you i mean granted i can't speak for you but it's, just like me, yeah. it's just it's but just it's like, like it's literally a walking memory yeah it's like pull this shit off and you're like yeah that that was my whole life and then just put it back on exactly as i'm saying yeah, like, everything I've, is yeah it's shit that is like it's attached to me like so i, I want always, it to be attached to me forever i've always talked with that because like my dad is super against tattoos none oh. of yeah none <laughs> both of, of my parents still are <laughs> none of my brothers or myself yet have tattoos i really want them my biggest issue well i'll get to that later so my dad hates tattoos so i can't remember i was like 19 or something talking about tattoos i wanted to get and at the time i was super into them having like this big because everybody gets the not everybody but a lot of people get the tattoos with birthdays or parents names or like you know my mom's entire family is from either mexico or texas so i wanted to get like a texas longhorn like just the just the the silhouette of it and stuff she's like a full chest piece <laughs> <of> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh, uh, i always joked for the longest time from shoulder to shoulder on my back i would get mexico tattoo <laughs> but, like, but like with the that looks like the flag and obviously i'm not gonna do that but it was always but my dad always picked on or like not picked on it it wasn't like a funny thing to him it was like yeah you do that and you're not my kid anymore i was like what and so my argument to him was my argument to a lot of people i refuse which this is actually goes against me getting tattoos but that's neither here nor there i'm awful at keeping a style i don't my hair, I grow, we get into this all the time. I'm like, hey, I'm growing my hair out finally. Vroom, it's gone. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to try growing a beard. A month later, I do some stupid thing. Like, I, I, but I get hand-me-down clothes from friends and it changes my entire style because I'm just like, I don't feel like spending money on clothes. Now I look like this. Like, so with my father, since he was, I'm convinced, a newborn, he has worn blue jeans with a leather belt, leather boots, usually diehards or cowboy boots, a tucked in uh plaid shirt and his glasses with a flat top 
as long as I can, as we have pictures of him in elementary school, and we always joke because he's one day. This has only happened once. We have the picture, so we see it every day. It was bound to happen. One day, literally, Dad was wearing the same red and blue plaid shirt that he's wearing in the picture of from elementary, and we like picked on him. So I was like, Dad, what difference is it that if I choose to get? Because I want to tell you my tattoo ideas. You already know a bunch of them, but I want to tell you my. What difference is it if I get that and leave it on my body for the rest of life than you wearing? the exact same outfit every goddamn day something you have complete control over every day for the rest of your life it doesn't make a difference not at all that's like my whole thing is like because like my parents like i had said from like when i was i can't remember how old i was but like i mean i was raised on like metal and punk from my dad so i actually mentioned like my aunt i was like definitely this is kind of your fault and (laughs) he's just like how and i was just like the reason i got into tattoos because i grew up on metal and punk I wouldn't have gotten into metal and punk probably if it hadn't been for you. And then my aunt's like, he's got a point. And she's like, shut up, Amy. Uh, <laughs> you shut like, That's the thing. I like, since I was little, like I've always like wanted like sleeves and everything and basically be covered. And then like, I was always fascinated with tattoos and tattoo, like artwork and stuff. And like the Yakuza and like all these like different like art styles and everything. And I remember I'd mentioned to my parents, they basically have the same thing. And I like, and then they basically would argue with me. And eventually I just stopped, arguing and not and i think they thought that they won the argument because i stopped arguing but really it was just i didn't respect their opinion enough to like care to to try to convince them otherwise i'm like okay and then like one day um i wanted them but i just i didn't fucking want to spend the money and then um it was when chris first got back from tattoo school and i had mentioned to him um ideas that i'd had like the joker one and the day he got back from school he was just like we used to work at lowe's together he was just like are you still interested in that Joker piece? I'll give you a hell of a deal on it. And I was like, all right, rock on. And then from there, it was basically just like, he would basically just kind of cut me deals just to kind of get his portfolio up. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we were basically just like, I mean, I'm already started, so I mean, I'll start paying for him and shit. And so, yeah, so like that's kind of how it began. But that seems like when I first got the Joker piece, like I got home and um, I can't remember how my brother had seen it. And then he's just like, oh, God, what did mom and dad say? I'm like, I didn't fucking tell them. And he's just like, you, you, didn't, want, you didn't tell our parents? I'm just like, okay, first of all, I can already tell you right now, mom's going to freak the fuck out and overreact because that's what she does. Dad is going to not react at all because he's a fucking sociopath. He's going to be like, ugh. And it's just dad like. Dad noises. Yeah. And I'm like, I and being a good son and letting them have as much happiness as possible before they find this out. If you want to ruin that for them, that's entirely up to you. You're a terrible human being, but that's fine. And so he called them and he was just like, you were absolutely right. Like the exact same thing happened that you said was going to happen. Like mom freaked the fuck out and dad was just like, ugh. and then he was like, and then like, um, and then like, for like, I can't remember how many months, but like they'd still freak out every fucking time I got anything. Like I remember like, Cause I got that, and then they were like, whatever. They got kind of used to the idea, and then I got the Batman one. They were like, what the fuck? And then like I did the uh, the fill for the rest of it, and I remember like my dad. I posted it, and like my dad was just like, uh, I can't remember the exact phrase. Basically, like that, like I didn't have respect for him because I did it. I'm like, motherfucker, not everything is about you. Like I know that's on our family crest that everything is about us, which is why I try to fight against it, even though I know I'm not. That's literally on your family time. crest. Pretty much. Like selfishness nice. is pretty much our family crest, and I was like, "This isn't about you." And honestly, guys, I'm like, I don't have the relationship with my parents you have with your parents. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. pretty much whatever. Like they do this, or like one of my like if they don't approve my girlfriend, like whatever, anything. I'm just always like, let me be clear. 
if you guys don't want anything to do with me, that's fine. Like, I'm honestly cool with being disowned. Like, I don't really care enough about you guys to, like, make a fucking thing of this. If you want to still see me, that's cool. We can keep doing that. If this is a deal breaker for you, that's cool too. I don't give a shit. Like, this is my life. I'm going to live it the way I see fit. And then, like, at a certain point, like, they mellowed on it. Like, they still hate them, but, like, like my mom got me, like, basically tattoo goo uh, for my uh, stocking for Christmas, which is what I'm using right now. Um, I remember, like, there was one time uh, a few years ago when I first started getting tatted, and, like, I had had a mohawk, and I shaved the mohawk for her birthday. It was either her birthday or Mother's Day. And she was just like, I was like, that kind of is a good gift. And she's like, yeah. She's just like, I'm used to the tattoos now, but the mohawk. I'm like, so the thing that I can change at will and did, that you have, like, the worst problem in the world with. But the stuff that's on my skin forever, that you're completely whatever about now. I'm like, whatever, man. Enjoy yeah. your logic. <laughs> I mean, my relationship with my parents is a little bit different than that. Like... You know, there's a lot of love in my really. No, no, I don't. No, one rude. thing is like that's not what I mean at all. No, because honestly, it's like I don't. I'm not gonna say I don't love my family, but I mean, it's like a thing I heard like Punk said because basically Punk, CM Punk, um, basically left his birth family in high school and went to live with a friend of his, mm -hmm. his best friend, and he was like. I'm staying here. He's like, I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be a week. I don't think it's going to be a month. I don't know. But I mean, like, I'm not going back there. And he's like, I've always been a guy who if I'm not getting something from somewhere. I'll go and get it from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I never, my family basically made me feel like a freak my entire life, like a freak in disappointment my entire life. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even though they now say like that, that was like whatever. I'm like, it doesn't matter what you say. It matters what you do. And you made me feel like shit. So like, what do you well, want me to do? Well, even then, it, regardless, it's how you perceived it. Like the way they that you were, I guess, aware of your upbringing is fucked up. So continue. So yeah. So like, I would basically like, I basically would kind of form a tribe around myself and just that became family, which is why, like I'm saying, like my tribe that, I mean, yeah, it's, it's huge and extended, but basically like my most inner circle, if you will, is basically like you, Justin, Kevin Cardinal, uh, Timmy Fisher. Like, I mean, you know there's what? other, you, you there's other people who are close. First? You hear what name <laughs> is at the top of that list? Just that's neither here nor there. Sorry. Continue. It's just, but I'm saying, like, there's other people who I would count as like basically blood too, like Caitlin, and like there's other, there's other people. But it's just like I'd count her more than that if you. <laughs> that's that's not what I meant. It is exactly what I meant, but that's not what I meant. Moving on. Um. But yeah, like that's the thing is like so for me it would just kind of because exactly, like, I remember the thing that kind of sparked it was because like basically punk is kind of where I went to kind of escape from the bullshit that I felt, and like H2O has a song that like the like the first words on their first record ever um, are my friends look out for me like family. And I'm just like, that's like what it should be. And I mean, my thing is like, it's basically like, I didn't really completely have it until I was like, probably like 17, 18. Like I had friends, but like when I was like 17, 18, like I met dudes who basically were my brothers. Like basically like they were like the, the kind of like the current faction is now basically it was like my friend Colin, my friend Jake, uh, our friend Laddie, like who, even though they were all like these preppy kids and I was like the weird like fucking punk rock kid, they oh never, they never once, it was never a thing. It was always completely like I was as equal to the rest of them as anybody else. Like, mm -hmm. and if anybody fucked with me, they had to deal with them. And I will always, like, that's, that's the thing is, that's why to this day, like, I still 
I try to do that for others because like I'll never forget how that felt when it happened to me. Yeah. So like that's the thing. That's why like I am very fiercely protective of my friends because of have people who are very fiercely protective of me when I didn't have anybody. So it's like I mean, yeah, from when I was like a young age, like I was like I, like, I started like the reason like a big part of the reason I think my parents like I don't know if they intended to like whatever, it was just like but they started having me walk home from school when I was in second grade. So I was probably like what like how old are you in second grade? Like seven? Uh, something yeah. like that? Yeah, like eight, yeah. Well, just um, add five years to it, so you're seven. Yeah, okay. Um so yeah, I'm a child walking across town. I'm pretty sure every fucking day I got home and wasn't abducted. They're like, damn it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so were you a portly kid? <laughs> no, not really. I was actually really skinny when I was a kid. Oh, that's <laughs> why. They're like, damn it, let's fatten this little son of a bitch up. You'll be softer for the pedos. <laughs> but, um, but As yeah, we all know, pedos, they prefer the chunkier ones. That's just <laughs> their kind of forte. It's just science. That's not me. That's science. I mean, I feel like you're really illuminating things about yourself, but that's fine. Oh. Um... <laughs> My wife is no. incredibly skinny, but yes, that's she just is. a cover. <laughs> just but move yeah. on quick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like I was like I walk home every day from when I was like let's say like seven or eight till yeah. I was eighteen, and so I learned how to take care of myself at a young age, which is why I just didn't fucking. I to this day I don't really give a shit about people, which is why like you don't say <laughs> no shit. Um, but that's what I'm saying. That's why like. I just, it's like the whole thing with the tattoos. Like, I was like, talking about this the other day actually with um, my friend Erica, who I've had a crush on for years. And she was just like, um, I mentioned the tattoo thing. And like, because she was like, basically, her being like judgmental of people, whatever. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I get judged super hard for the tattoo thing. They're just like, she's like, it's like, but it's so normal now. I'm like, not for like the last generation, the generation before. Like, even to the douchebags of the kids of that generation that hold their parents' values so aggressively. Um, no, me and Franny actually were just talking about that the other day because when we got back from from your house, from helping you, uh, after the, the connector didn't work and you were like, for those who don't know, Patrick has severe rage anxiety. It's not normal anxiety like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to lock myself in my room. It's like, I'm burning this fucker down. Where's your, you better, you better <laughs> get out of my face. And then he like loses his shit. So anyways... It does start here, out the way you described. It just basically turns to rage because <laughs> rage is easier to control. Very steep incline immediately following is all it is. So, anyways, I was te- texting or I was talking to Franny about it because you texted me like really late at night, and as we all know, I go to bed about nine thirty. So I was long asleep. It was like midnight or one- no, no, no. It was it was one thirty or something like that. It was no, very... it was later than that. It was like midnight because it was, it was like midnight? my next day. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, you texted me, and I obviously in the morning I responded, but I didn't respond till I was way at work because I go to I you know I get out of the house at six in the morning, so I was at work. I responded, got home, and I was telling Franny about it. And I was like, the adapter didn't work, and Patrick was having a little issue with it. And she said she said something about while we were there getting the fitting, I went to talk to the person just for help, real quick. And you were like, no, don't have... Oh, okay, fine. Like, it was like, even just a quick asking someone for help. It was like, I don't want to speak to anyone. So she was like, wow, he, he's, he's a little different. As I was like, he kind of hates everyone always. And she's like, oh, I was like... And in the cutest way, I was like, but he likes me. And I, like, I put my shoulders up and I smiled. And she's like, well, I guess you're right. So that was funny. I was like, that's I mean, how you know like, special. It is like, well, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, obviously like her too, but like... Well, I yes, mean, no. It's, it's not, yeah, it's definitely not a long list, but like, well, and also in that case, it's not even like a hatred of people. It's that, that's another anxiety thing. We're just like, 
I would rather just wander a fucking store for hours looking for something <laughs> than have somebody like talk to me because it just spooks me instantaneously, which I'm... is why usually I leave. <laughs> I'm half like that. I mean, it doesn't spook me in that degree, but I mostly just prefer to not talk to him. But I, I, uh, no, I really want you to listen. We'll get back at tattoos in a minute, but I really, really want you, not tonight, but soon, to listen to or go on Netflix and watch Neil Brennan's. Uh, three mics and the reason being so neil brennan is the guy who wrote uh half baked with dave chappelle he was the co-creator writer and producer of the chappelle show and he did a couple other things that i don't remember he wrote on some movies and this and that and the other but he uh so on one mic the far right he does one-liners little silly jokes that are whatever left mic he does uh stand up and then in the middle mic he does what's he just just called emotional so he goes through them all so the very first one so it starts off uh with the one-liners then it jumps across the stage to the stand-up then he goes to the emotional and it does that pattern a lot and the very first emotional thing he talks about i wasn't expecting this because it's a it's a netflix uh original stand-up so i expected all their other stand-ups they have a million um and he starts talking about depression and i've people who listen to this this is not a cry for help from kevin don't just all right don't look into it but uh he explains the way a depression affects him and how he tried to get around it in a way i have never more closely identified with like i was so blown away by it i didn't know what because i've always told you i was like i'm not depressed i'm just this and i don't understand this and you're like yeah that's you you question it that's kind of what it is and i was like no i'm just i just like to kind of sit and stare at a wall for an hour every day like that's just what i do and i like i never really wrapped my head around what it is and i still haven't i've gone through some shit that patrick knows about that i'm definitely not going to talk about on here and um and and i've I've always just dealt with it as kind of like a. I try to be logical and like okay that shit sucked but moving on and as we all know it doesn't matter how smart or intelligent or whatever logical approaches don't solve shit sometimes you have to be emotional and i'm not good at that uh, my dad's not good at that. I've never received a, I've, oh no, no. Very, my very first handshake I received from my grandfather was when I was like 19 years old. And the first hug I ever got was from him was after his minor heart attack where he had, uh, surgery. And I was like, okay, you're about to die. You'd know now that you should probably say hi to me. Like, I don't care. So the way Neil Brennan explains it in the first section is mind blowing. Like he's this incredibly successful million dollar man who ran one of the most popular comedy shows of all time and wrote most of the stuff that's on it and still feels completely void of anything so i want you to listen to that because he also does his next one is about his father his his it's not the same as yours his father legitimately didn't love him and from the way he explains it and the way he like accepts it is amazing if you're in any way just looking to hear someone else's explanation of what depression is it completely it didn't help me at all because i still just stare at a wall for about an hour a day because it helps me feel nothing and i like that but for him just do it's an hour i i want you to text me immediately if it's a month from now a year from now i just want you to text me and be like yeah that was pretty dope west thing is like i still think it's hilarious both you and cardinal like i fucking i'm the other podcast talked about the day that i almost killed myself we're about the afi thing oh yeah, um, yeah i remember that 
Like, I, 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 I'm pretty laid bare in my fucking shit. And then you and Kevin are both like, no, we can't talk about my shit. And I'm just like, <laughs> whatever, dude. Like, it's fine. I just talked about basically my family not fucking giving a shit about me. But you guys are just like, it's like, no, we can't talk about our problems. <laughs> well, the, 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 I will talk about virtually anything. But that one specific thing only a handful of friends know about. And I'm still holding it. So one day in the future, when I'm happy, it'll be easy. But for now, not easy. Um, the thing is, I mean, I've always had the depression issues and like the anxiety. Like the other thing, like it just came from like, I mean, Christ, it came from fucking people not giving a shit. So that's why I usually like, I do end up kind of diving in in that kind of occasion. Like, that's why the thing is like, the reason that like I feel like I'm probably more comfortable with like art than I am with people mm-hmm. is because like, I can. It's. You I'm not gonna can, say art can never let you down because like fucking well, Kevin Smith's yoga hoser definitely proves that is true. <laughs> nope. Great movie. Continue. <laughs> but like it's it's something where like at least for a little while, like I'm not I'm never completely out of my head. Like I wish that I would fucking have that escape experience where I can just be completely out of my head. Yeah. But it's enough that it's kind of like it kind of numbs it where like it puts something else at the forefront of my brain. So like the back of my brain will still do what it does and just kind of chew itself to bits. But like the front of my brain will have this, so it's almost like I guess like what people who do drugs like the reason they get into drugs. I guess it's the kind of yeah. same thing. Where it's like I guess art is kind of my drug in that sense. Well, it's and and it's the beautiful thing about art is it's up to your perception. If you want to take it whichever way you, it, not that it can't let you down, but in that degree, if something if you don't like it, that's you can change that kind of just by viewing it differently because it's it's a static thing. It's not like this person who you can't control who they can flip their i change my mind every day on everything always so it's not like that it's a singular thing that you can focus in on so i get that i mean it doesn't do that for me but i get that well no because I mean, it doesn't do that for a lot because i think it was like, i mean I, kevin can't even fucking suspend or cardinal i guess I should okay say. he's You're... he's an extreme when it comes to that though yeah yeah he he, he like he's just like he, he literally does not suspend his disbelief in watching things like he'll be like mm-hmm. I know that I'm watching. It's like a rectangle in front of us. Like a blah, blah, blah. I was just like, for fuck's sake, man! Like just like for like literally like for like two Art hours. Is dead. You just have to like he, hide and something. I know, else. and he's like, a super like. I, I I honestly don't know how to word it. He's a super like artistic person when it comes to his music. He gets full in on his music. I was like, how can you? How can you be so into one medium and not the other? I don't. It doesn't. I guess because there is no suspension of disbelief in music. You just yeah, it's just feeling or whatever. Exactly. I guess that's fair. Um, shit, that got deep fast. Um, <laughs> so let's climb our way out of this hole. And I want to tell you. So I have a bunch of tattoos. I want to get one of which I've actually faded on a lot because I've fallen out of love with the man. Although I still love the symbol so i want to get it i want to get jared leto's tattoos on my forearms they are it's a triangle with a line horizontally through it and it's the um alchemy symbol for air and i absolutely i'm i'm a i'm a freak for symmetry so like the one tattoo i've always wanted to get that i'll never end up getting because it would interfere with the other ones is black bars down so like separated not a solid black line but one black bar down the back of my arm one down the front of my forearm one down my spine one down the back of each thigh one down the back of each calf like literally just like straight line for some reason the symmetry to me is just beautiful and i like it but i'm not gonna get that so the the triangles is like perfect and i loved jared leto at times still do he was number three on my list of guys i'd go gay for um but i that one i've kind of kind of like feathered with i've been like now i'm I was so so on it 
I don't know. I mean, if if I was gonna get it, I mean, I get it because like you know the reason like I think like the the the, the um punk tribute thing. I mean, it, it's it's partially oh, punk, but also just we're both yep. straight edge. But no, go ahead. No, that's what I was gonna say. So for me, tattoos are not anything to do with meaning as far as like attaching an experience or a person or a memory to it. Tattoos to me are body modification. Which they are to you as well, but oh shit, this looks cool. Like, I like the way that, I don't give a goddamn if I put a scorpion on the back of my neck. Like, if I just think when I look in a mirror that that increased my image, in my own head, I don't give a damn about someone else's, then that's a uh, positive to me. That's the thing I forgot to mention. Um, the other one, I don't think, you, I guess you didn't know about this. Um, the plan for my back of my neck, um, when I finally, like, do that, above the uh, x-men thing is gonna be the uh cover preacher number one like with jesse's face and like the Ooh. spire of the thing that's gonna <laughs> be dope you're not you gotta get you gotta get freaking the killer of saints somewhere he's so gangster oh, i do love the killer of saints i'm just saying like and really it could have been a bit like and really in the end like if we're gonna go like with characters in that book that i, I mean i i really i relate to cassidy probably more than anybody yeah yeah <laughs> so no, like like so yeah so it just matter like that image to me is just like that's like the whole reason like, a lot of stuff i've gotten is just images that are like have been with me for a long time and i want to keep mm. with me mm-hmm. so like that's and that's one of those um, things. all right so yeah so as i was saying it's more about just uh body image it's not about the meaning so those alone just on the shape just on the design just on the placement and the symmetry i really like uh, but the other the two biggest ones that i really want are kind of related and i told you about the one I would kill, oh, I would kill for on the back of each of my calves to be the Christmas door and the Halloween door from Nightmare Before Christmas. I think that would, and if even if I could turn it into a full leg sleeve where like from the knee down was a tree and the door was on the back, that way eventually on the front I could get, uh, what is it, the Easter door and the Thanksgiving door, that would be so gangster. Well, I love that you're like, I would kill. I'm like, you really all you do is walk into a tattoo shop Dude, and be like, this is what I, I want. I would kill someone for $10. That tattoo is not cheap. So when I say I would kill, there's a price there. I can't do, oh, you know how hard it is for me to spend money, Patrick. Well, it depends I, I how much, how big you want them. If you want them like small, they well, would be that so, expensive. So no, I, I would, I would want probably like half, you know, I would want all the entire back of my leg to, from from ankle to the back of my knee to be the just like a tree and then the door to be the meatiest part of my calf right there so um that would be cool. you right now that's that's a not unpleasant spot. oh my god yeah. no, uh, <laughs> i'm not gonna do well no matter what but whatever the other there's another big hold up though before i say my last tattoo my wife doesn't really love tattoos and the reason let me explain why that's a big hold so friends family all that kind of stuff is one thing my wife literally has to look at my body more than I do. I can put a robe on and never see myself again. Unfortunately, she occasionally, if I ever want to have any sort of luck in my marital life, she has to look at it. So if she doesn't fully approve, I'm not going to get it. If, she, if she's like teetering, I'll like try to do, which I've done a thousand times. I'll do that. Like, are you sure? Like, let's see. And then we'll eventually compromise on something. Um... But if she's just like, wow, that's way too much, don't get it, I'll be like, okay. It's like a haircut. It's like, I always did that with my hair. I was like, my wife likes my hair short, which is why I always went back to short hair. If she's more willing to put my wiener in her mouth because I have short hair, guess what? It's coming off, all right? No (laughs) ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's just... You're saying it's not happening currently because your hair is long. (laughs) Yeah, well, unfortunately, hashtag struggles. Um, No, (laughs) no. Uh, that's, 
Uh, so that's one tattoo. The other one I want is in the very same vein is I really, it's a super dark image. So I'm going to leave off the hanging body, but the dead tree that's outside of the house in Edgar Allan Poe's story, uh, the black cat where the cat ends up hanging from it. I want like a, a, a kind of dead or more so just dying like big maple tree with all the branches coming off of it a bunch of them like cracked the bark starting to not peel but because peel and is kind of still alive like you know like sleepy hollow the movie where they go up to that tree that's yeah you know i'm trying to paint a picture but i have trouble explaining it something like that uh and that as well i want on my calf so that's why i'm like do i do the night before do i do that i don't know do i even get one of those because i want these other ones i you can always do that on your back like up your spine that would look pretty dope, yeah. Or even on, like, a thigh or something like that. Like, somewhere with nice, like, open... Because if I got on my arms, I've got little tiny arms. That would do no good. If I got it on my ribs, I'd probably cry for the whole time, and that's not worth it. Oh, no, my ribs, that thing is, like, the, I did... Um, that's the, the one spot I haven't gone back to yet, but um, cause when I did my foot, it was really bad the first time. And then when I did it the second time, I was expecting it to be, like, the worst fucking thing ever. Um, but the girl who did the other one, I was just like, this is not bad at all, actually. Um... But yeah, like uh, the ribs, like I remember, like he when he did, he did the. Uh, I always try to get everything done in one shot rather than having to go back. And yeah. uh, when he was doing the goblin outline, um, my friend uh, Chris Bartholomew was there, and he was stretching for Chris. And um, <laughs> I was just like, I mean, if you if you can actually stretch my skin like you have a penis, that'd be fantastic because it hurts less when you stretch. <laughs> <laughs> and then like um, when I like got the outline and he's like we're gonna have to stop i'm like why and he's just like he's like you're swelled up he's like i don't think I'm, you're gonna take the ink if i if i fucking do it so we're gonna have to do it twice anyway so we might as well just have you come back for color and i was like jesus christ fine and then chris got tattooed it was fucking hysterical um i can't remember have you seen gremlins item recently uh, okay no not recently okay but you remember like when um when gizmo gets the water dumped on him and like the look in his face like oh yeah 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 ah! Okay, literally the entire time, Chris Bartholomew was getting, uh, he was getting his lucky number, I think it was like 14, um, tattooed on his back with the Assassin's Creed symbol on his, like, between his shoulder blades. The entire time, he's freaking out, like, Gizmo getting wet with water. Like, it was just, I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Because I had to stretch him. And I'm just like, I'm literally like, putting my fucking elbow into his spine so he'll stop moving. I'm like, dude, like, he's going to look like shit if you don't stop fucking moving. Like, I'm sorry, but Jesus... But yeah, like, so when I went back to get my ribs finished, uh, Chris's husband uh, was stretching because Bartholomew wasn't there. And fucking Doug made it, it was fucking perfect. Like, it was just like, I was like, you were stretching exactly enough that it does not hurt, and God bless you. God bless you, kind sir. Um, But yeah, that's like, it it was a really shitty spot. I still think the wrist is probably worse, but like, fucking ribs suck. Uh, The last, uh, oh, scientifically, the, uh, the foot is allegedly... As far as, like, uh, overall, like, thinness of skin, amount of receptors, and where they travel, stuff like that, your foot is supposed to be the worst, but whatever. Oh, the Anywhere first time that's I did it, it was the worst. The first time I did it was the worst. And then when um, John Demopoulos did the other foot, it was not bad at all. Like, it literally was like, I mean, it wasn't pleasant, per se, but it wasn't Obviously, nearly yeah. as bad. Um, the last thing I'll say on tattoos is the the, the tattoo, I'm whenever I get my first tattoo, I'm getting this as well, because it's so small that it doesn't matter is i'm getting the hydrogen atom tattooed on my hand in between you know in between your pointer finger and your thumb where that nice soft patch of skin is uh the exact same one dr manhattan has and no 
not going to put it on my goddamn forehead. I'm not Charles Manson, okay? I'm not an animal. Um, and for that matter, it's going to hurt like a bitch because like the, the knuckles actually yeah. were really bad too. <laughs> well, yeah, it's that's what I'm kind of banking because it's not going to touch any bone or anything. It's just going to be like the meat. It will hurt, of course, but I'm hoping that I can avoid like the major, major pain. But that is the hydrogen atom to me. Well, he talks about it in there, and I'm going to actually, my science fact at the end has to do with size. It, it helps me. Hey, oh, buddy, I know. <laughs> All right, watch yourself. I'm average, okay? They did a study. I know where I lay. All right? Uh, the um, it, it helps me kind of like try to like, when I get into any sort of like getting into my own head sort of bullshit, uh, the size of the universe helps me like, ground myself for lack of better term it helps me like humble myself so the hydrogen atom is just like the most simplistic form of matter and it's just super beautiful to me and the watchman is the very first comic or graphic novel i ever read um my friend who was who is dane fredericks the smartest man i've ever met well him and his brother are equally uh he read it and he's just because he heard about it somewhere and he was like this book's amazing and it's super great and i was like okay i trust you blindly and i grabbed it and it was the best thing ever but when dr manhattan talks about the hydrogen atom i was like that's so oh that's so good so that's what i'm gonna get right on my hand so i can look at it pretty much every day and see it right there and it's gonna be amazing i mean i'm just saying i, I don't know i haven't gotten there because I, mean, I the, the finishing pieces for my sleeves um are gonna be the like the 90s marvel symbol and the Mar- and then the 90s dc symbol on my hands and actually I, I forgot to mention it i do want um because i had this little bit here this little empty bit here oh, but I, oh I, the I, inside <laughs> of the wrist i don't even oh i want to do um basically a green arrowhead to kind of represent green arrow um oh, that'd be dope but yeah like because he's like i have in the justice league piece and everything i have flash i have aquaman i have marshmallow i have green lantern i have wonder woman i have superman separately i have batman separately so i was like to me i always grew up with like um green arrow being kind of an integral member granted he was also dead for a big part of my life but um but i always kind of and that's like when they started doing arrow like at first i had no interest because like it was just i was like it was kind of the same thing with batman versus superman i'm just like why is this so dark like why the fuck are superheroes so fucking dark and then they kind of figured it out towards the end of the season they're like oh yeah we shouldn't be doing like fucking christopher nolan batman meets the punisher we should probably be doing something that's more like comic book based especially when it's on the freaking cw i think at the time they were just trying to do something that was like they were trying to like push it forward yeah and then it was just like oh no people don't want that (laughs) and then it kind of became what it is now which actually is really good um but yeah so i kind of want i do want that at some point um but yeah like (laughs) that was kind of my whole thing with like (laughs) You look like Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Nobody can see this, so it just you just <laughs> like crazy me, person. <laughs> oh, speaking of, like you, you're not happy about it, but I'm super happy that Bray Wyatt yeah, finally won the nation chamber. Wow. Okay, I just want to point out Bray Wyatt is the poor son of a bitch who had to literally get buried by John Cena. Literally, like during their I quit or not I quit. I'm sorry, last man standing match. Literally, John Cena fucking buried him in her boxes. <laughs> he was the poor son of a bitch who had to not only put over Undertaker once at Mania, he, three members of the Wyatt family, had to put over two Kane Undertaker at Survivor Series. His only appearance at WrestleMania last year 
was literally the three of them to get their asses kicked by John Cena and The Rock. Like, this motherfucker has earned this shit. Like, he has eaten oh, a whatever. lot of shit. Moving like, on from Wyatt. I don't it's, care. It, it's like the anti fucking Roman Reigns, where it's like Roman Reigns just like handed everything. Bray Wyatt just like, here's some bullshit. So, like, here's some <laughs> more bullshit. Like, and then finally, like, oh, here's a title. Oh, wait, we didn't mean to give that to you. Too fucking late. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> we'll see what happens at Mania. Um, all right, so let's wrap it all up. That was arguably the most emotional episode we've ever recorded. So let's uh, let's let's get into some fun with famous movie pairs. So big shouts out to Jeff, the guy who I do. What did I just say? He helped me think up a bunch more because my list was running low. So I'm going to use some of the ones that he did because he was asking me about when I'm putting up another episode with you, and we're doing it. We're recording now, so I will start with. Uh, if you don't know, I pretty much how this goes. I say a pair of famous people, or well, not necessarily famous people, but like iconic duos of some sort. And uh, Patrick tells me which is which, and he's usually wrong, admittedly. But we'll we'll see. Moving on. Who's who? <laughs> the Rock and Stone Cold. Oh, for Christ! Minus sake. the alcohol. I mean, I guess of that. I guess, even though I didn't like you when I was younger, I guess don't... What are you doing? All right. This has me. Thank you. Um, I guess Stone Cold. Like Which one's Stone Cold? You're Stone Cold? I guess. Damn it. Like, I wanted to hear you call me Stone Cold Kevin Austin just once, and you're not going to give it to me here. I mean, I definitely feel like... I mean, I have various rock attributes but like of the two of them i'm probably more stone cold than i am rock uh yeah yeah i'd say that an angry white man yeah that's (laughs) totally you and i am obviously the most loved man of all time just like the rock okay maybe not of all time but if you get to know me you're basically guaranteed i understand the impression i put out on this podcast may not be entirely attractive but trust me okay maybe saying trust me is less attractive because people don't like ego but just come on just be on my side for once just once uh i, get, I, I mean i'm saying you could probably i mean of those two i mean probably i'd be more stone cold to be more man kind but like that's fine. fine but in this specific scenario i'll take the rock because he's a more cheery guy in general and i'll take that but prior to previous discussion i'm definitely in the public eye i am a very cheery person and that and i feel like you you can't oh my god his smile his smile is just so charming he was on my list too yeah he was uh uh all right fine uh definitively i'm the rock patrick is stone cold which is wonderful um there's a never I, i will always beg for you to call me stone cold my middle name is austin so if you could just call me stone cold kevin austin once in my lifetime aside from the eulogy that you've promised to do don't think i forgot i listened to that episode you're gonna do it we will we'll, we'll, we'll get there somehow all right uh, okay that you brought this up earlier and that kind of sealed it for me so i'll just say it and get it out the way who's who uh jesse custer and cassidy from preacher uh i mean i definitely feel like i relate more to cassidy so i guess i would be cassidy even though uh, i feel like i'm more hardcore than you are so okay no, i'm not gonna jesse. deny that <laughs> 
But to be fair, between Jesse and Cassidy, Cassidy's more hardcore than Jesse. Jesse's just a grumpy guy who's trying to solve something. He's just trying to finish a plan. Cassidy is straight up brutal. He doesn't care about anyone or anything until as the plot goes on, you learn more, whatever, whatever. He's a loose cannon. Plus, I do have Jesse's obsession with honor and whatnot, but like... That was what I was going to say. Cassidy's (laughs) ability to turn on his friends is something that goes against everything you stand for. But that minor asterisk, that Barry Bonds asterisk, I think is fair enough to make you Cassidy. Plus, if I just get a little bit of a haircut, I'll look like Jesse and I'll wear a sweet outfit. Yeah, I mean, we all have dreams. We we all have dreams. Yeah, Yeah, and and we should be pursuing them and, and encouraging our beloved ones to pursue their dreams. So I'm Jesse, you're Cassie. Let's throw that one away. That goes in the bank. Uh, and for the last one, because we usually do three apiece. This one's going really quick, but that's fine because I have something to talk about at the end. For the last one, um, oh, I feel like that one's too easy. Uh, did I, didn't I already do Woody and Buzz? Yes. Yeah, I already did Woody and Buzz. What's that doing on the list? I don't know. Uh, who's who? <laughs> Who's who? Han Solo and Chewbacca. I mean, I'm clearly Han Solo, and you're clearly Chewbacca. No way, (laughs) sir. What? You are the larger, poofy-haired friend of mine who just barks at everyone. You are are my Chewbacca, my man. Yes, but I'm saying, to follow this to its logical conclusion, you're like, uh, probably... Luke Skywalker than okay, anybody else. Okay, but we're not being logical. What did I say earlier? Logic doesn't solve everything. We're being emotional here. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, I'll take Chewie. I'll, I'll take Chewie. It'll be fine. Yes! <laughs> yes! I mean, I'm not very much like Han Solo at all. Not even but, close, no. <laughs> but it's just more fun to make you my Chewie, so I like that a lot. I still haven't shown you. I'm going to send you in the mail Thumb Wars. It is the best thing ever. They're just, it's the most ridiculous parody of Star Wars. Uh, Obi-Wan's name is uh, Ubi Dooby Banooby. He's like, and, well, his full name is Ubi Dooby Scooby Dooby Banooby. Just making fun of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it's a, oh man, it's Loke Ground Runner instead of Luke Skywalker. And it's just, oh, I'm going to send that to you in the mail. All right. That was perhaps the fastest we've ever done famous movie pairs, or uh, who's who. Actually, well, last week we did just one, so that one went, but I even think that one went longer. Either way, moving on to our third segment, section, chamber, piece of fucking awesome rockness, who would win in a fight? Uh, And every week I ask Patrick uh, random questions between this person and this one, usually comic book related, uh, and he will try to justify why one would win in a fight not always to the same and you know sometimes uh sometimes i got some pretty good fanfics about aliens sucking off hellboy that you just shut down and i'm not forgiving you about that i'm gonna write it sell it become a millionaire and stop doing this podcast out of spite yeah i mean again we all have dreams (laughs) yeah well that's a good one so who would win in a fight this one i'm going to use only ones that i came up most recently with jeff because he was so excited to hear you say which who would win in a fight that i have to figure it out so starting off who would win? (laughs) i'm gonna save that one for last who would win in a fight michael jackson or nph neil patrick harris this is not coming from really (laughs) (laughs) no it's not so today i don't have any comic book ones for you because no okay i'll do one i'll do one comic book one but mostly 
is this gonna be? Michael Jackson, the King, versus NPH, just the most wonderful person of all time. I definitely feel like Neil Patrick Harris would win. That's not even a question. I don't think what? Michael Jackson could ever fight ever. Like uh, he's also a very feel brutal like... man. His fucking nose fell off once. Like <laughs> okay, <and> okay, <laughs> that's a controversial topic, Mister. Okay, it was because of a shoddy experiment. Well, he yeah, has... he like fucking did it. So many nose jobs. His phone was basically his nose was basically at a certain point. And, just like NPH couldn't even lay a hand on him. NPH couldn't even lay a hand on him. He'd be dancing, dodging, fits. duck, dip, diving, and dodging. He'd do that super sweet spin kick and that he'd freaking sweet chin music NPH right in the right just pa. Again, I don't think that he would actually like be able. He might be able to like dodge some blows. I don't think he would be able to land anything <laughs> offensive. So I feel like at a certain point NPH would have to just by virtue of the fact that I feel like he would actually throw offensive blows. <laughs> Fine, I I will concede that NPH could beat Michael Jackson. But not by much. In a in a simulation of a hundred fights, I say NPH only takes fifty five of them. Michael Jackson gets forty five of them. I don't think it's accurate, but okay. <laughs> okay, what's your what's your spread? Probably like ninety nine and hundred. <laughs> what? Ninety nine no. or sorry, ninety nine and one out of hundred. Sorry. That's well. I was gonna say comment. You know, put comment on our page to tell us who you think would win. But nobody's gonna do that. Jeff, if you hear this, comment who you think would win. <laughs> Uh, who would win in a fight? And this one is superhero related. Magneto versus Mister Fantastic, or Reed Richards. I mean, that's a situation where I feel like Magneto's killer instinct would probably serve him well, whereas like Reed yeah, Richards probably but, wouldn't be willing to kill. But is is Reed? Because obviously, Reed Richards is the smartest man in the Marvel universe. He's the smartest man in any universe, as far as I'm concerned. Would he be able to find a way around Magneto? Oh, of course. I mean, he's yeah. I mean, he's but quick enough to where he wouldn't die. Yes, like I feel like he like he definitely. That would be a really close thing, but again, I feel like it's like if you get to a point when like Magneto is like a girder and just putting it in the direction of like Reed Richards (laughs) at the right moment, it's like. Oh hey, there there goes Reed Richards' brain. <laughs> oh well, yeah, that's fair. It was, and they it was also, the finest one in the, in the generation. So every week, I feel like I change the qualifications of the show. It used to be, uh, it used to just be you had to pick a winner regardless of the circumstances. Then I turned it into if you were writing a story, who would win? And then I turned it into out of a hundred simulations, what's the spread? So in this scenario. Because Magneto always gets super downplay as far as his actual powers. Because I re- I was reading a uh, um, uh, Marvel uh, encyclopedia thing. They've got this huge ass book of all their people, yeah, and his powers go on to the point of like he can split the magnetic field and create. He can teleport through that using f- pseudo comic book science. He can create black holes through that. He can, you know... I mean, if you saw, de- like, Apocalypse, I mean, that's the whole the whole reason that Apocalypse yeah. wanted him was because he could change the polarity of the Earth. Yep, he can change the polarity of the Earth. A whole bunch of f- fucking crazy stuff. But in the comic books, they've, they, they generally find a way to be like, oh, but they got around it. So for this one, I'm going to say, if you were writing the story so you got to choose the extent of their powers and the extent of his intelligence and stuff like that... Who wins in the fight, and one of them, it do- doesn't have to die. It's just defeat. Who defeats the other at the end of the day? Magneto I versus mean, uh, Mr. Fantastic. 
I said from I mean I definitely feel like Reed probably could have scored him. Like if he, if he like did if you were doing like the hundred thing, I'd say like fifty one out of forty nine, Magneto to win. But I also feel like forty nine of those times Reed would win. <laughs> like if I so was writing you're... a book, I would have Magneto win, but Okay, so Patrick writes it, Magneto wins. I think I think I would go that as well. I have a couple other with Mr. Fantastic that are feel. I feel like his elasticity is super underplayed as well. It's, a, it's not just like, I can punch you 20 feet away. Like I feel like if you really wanted to get creative with it, you could get cool, but Magneto is just the ultimate. He's just the king. Oh, I love Magneto. All right. He's one of my top <laughs> five villains, probably. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Uh, I mean, we all know who my number one is, but he I would have to really think about it, and maybe we'll do that soon. Maybe we'll do a, a villain rundown. So, Oh, no, I'm all... sorry. I thought the other one was the one where you did lists. I didn't know there was the hey, delineation hey, hey, in the two things. Hey, 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 hey. I, that is, so the, the reason why I started, uh, I have another podcast, just like Patrick has another one, although his other one's been going on forever. He does Gifted Punksters. I do What Did I Just Say with my friend Jeff. And the whole reason I started that podcast and the whole reason I started this podcast is I can't get enough of A, talking, and B, listening to people talk. So after listening to Gifted Punksters for like 30-something episodes, I think you guys were just getting into your 40s when we started doing this one, I was like, okay, I didn't hear enough on such and such subject. Like, you guys have done like five Batman ones, and I'm like, I didn't hear enough about Batman. So I started this one so that I could talk pure comics with Patrick. We've deviated from that. I regret nothing. I'm having a ton of fun with it. And then even after doing this, I was like, I really want to do more, but we both work full-time jobs. I have a wife. He goes and does stuff outside of work. He records his other podcast. I was like, all right. And my buddy at work, Jeff, used to do a podcast as well. So I was like, hey, want to do a podcast? And he's like, hey, of course I do. And it just worked out as such. But there is no limits. There's no rules as to what I can do on one versus the other. So maybe we'll do a villain uh, uh, list or rundown or explanation. Neither here nor there, damn it. You got me all <laughs> riled up. Uh, this is without a doubt my favorite who would win in a fight. I am I am putting it there right now. I don't care what anyone says. And you have to get descriptive, Patrick. Get, is your imagination a flowing? Is, your, I mean, is the I wheels guess. turning? Is the little hamster on the wheel just chugging away? I suppose. <laughs> All right. Who would win in a fight? Winnie the Pooh versus Little Bear. <laughs> what the fuck is Little Bear? I don't know what the hell Little Bear is. <gasps> what? Yeah, I don't know. You have is. forsaken me, sir. He is. Well, you have a computer. You can Google him. Little Bear was the show uh, on uh, Nick Jr. that f- featured ready spoiler alert a little bear who uh, who went around town and like his mom and people were always taking care of him and he has a owl friend a cat a duck it, it's like it's, it's basically it's like winnie a, the pooh <laughs> it's like a winnie the pooh but different so he looks more hardcore though and he's way more he's less dumb if that makes sense because winnie the pooh is a goddamn idiot even though i love him <laughs> but he's really oh bother that's all. He, just all he has for anything. Oh bother! Oh fuck shit up again. Oh bother! Like that's all he can do. Like, whereas Little Bear actually has real adventures that I'm all about. So, uh, who 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 would win? You win answer that because you actually clearly know both characters. So I mean, <laughs> in my case, it would just be a fucking like arbitrary like. <laughs> okay, well then I'll explain after you just pick one. Uh. I guess Little Bear, because he said he's more hardcore. I don't know. So I feel like Little Bear takes it for a ton of reasons. One, he actually has fingers. That's a big up. <laughs> Two, he actually has teeth. 
that's very important for a bear. And three, <laughs> if not the most important of all, is in the Winnie, many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, the most famous Winnie the Pooh movie, as far as I'm concerned, the VHS uh, we still have and we watch every now and again because we're adorable over here. He does his dance. Up, down, touch the ground, gets me in the mood when I'm up, down, touch the ground, in the mood for food. And he's going to get his honey. And I am short, fat, and proud of that. And he's dancing around, getting all excited for the day, which is just him eating, because that's all that sack of shit does, is eat honey all day. And he stretches too far and tears and tears his, his tummy right open, tears his skin right open, and his fluff comes out. Are you kidding me? Stretching too hard ruptures the structure of your body? It's a fucking stuffed animal. Like, what do you want? I... That's shoddy craftsmanship, okay? <laughs> I expect more quality. That is not Build-A-Bear quality, okay? That is dollar store quality. That's why Christopher Robbins is always running away because his family's poor as shit and they get him dollar store teddy bears. And he's like, well, what do I do? I guess I'll use my imagination because I can't play with real toys. Wow, those are bad parents. I wouldn't recommend letting your kids see the show, guys. Um, so not only is he just soft, but he'd be always thinking about honey always his most clever disguise was covering himself in mud and tying balloons to his back and going tut tut it looks like rain i am a little black rain cloud that's he's singing that's not a good disguise you're completely blowing your cover right from the jump whereas little bear looks like a real bear so you know what his cover is he's a fucking bear he just walks on all fours and you're like oh that's a bear whatever and then he charges you little bear Without a doubt, walks away with this one. Because 100 to Pooh 0 for Winnie the Pooh. S-A-W-F-T. <laughs> Soft. <laughs> so, exactly. You nailed it. Ah, uh, Winnie the Pooh, get your shit together. And Christopher Robin, buy him some higher quality toys. Go to Toys R Us for one. Splurge on your child. It's the holidays, damn it. He deserves it. I mean, it's, uh, it's my birthday I'm, tomorrow. It's not, it's not the other holidays. <laughs> well, I'm still really mad. Oh my god, we didn't. We should have just recorded a birthday one for you. Oh, I mean, maybe, maybe we'll do that. I have the day off. What? <laughs> what? 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 Uh, and we'll put it out, and everyone will get to celebrate your birthday. So, if you're listening to this, more likely than not, it'll be after Patrick's actual birthday. So, sorry, spoiler alert: it already happened. You missed it. I'm really That's proud good. of you for not being around. Okay, you jerks. <laughs> All right, so that wraps it up. Little Bear, without a doubt, wins it. So I am currently reading two books, Patrick, and it's a lot of fun. But one of them is American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Amazing. I love book. that book. You re- yeah. yeah, you read it. The other one is called, sorry, I have to like, the re- whole reason I'm narrating is because I'm trying to find the stuff I saved. Uh, I'm reading this book by um, Bill Bryson called A Short History of Nearly Everything. And I've saved a ton of stuff that I wanted to bring on here, and I got to figure out. Okay, yeah, I'm figuring it out. So all this has to do, as I mentioned earlier, with my hydrogen atom, with my depression, with this, that, and the third, trying to put the universe into perspective of size is amazing. So at the end of every show, we talk about science in some form or the other. Now, I guess I shouldn't say every show, because if you listen to the first, like, seven, we didn't do it at all. But from henceforth... um, and the beginning of his book, he goes through a little bit of everything, and I'm only a few percent through. I've been reading this book for like an hour and a half, and I'm only 4% through. It's a huge book. Um, but it's like reading a, a textbook from from like a comedian almost, like the way he words it. It's really fun. 
And the beginning is all about the universe. So I've got a couple pages here I saved that I just want to bring up. So Patrick, let me let me just tell you this. What? Who is it? Elon Musk wants to go to Mars in the worst kind of way, right? Mm. So that's cool. Whatever. We can make it there. It's going to take like months to get there. And then once you're there, you're done. You're not coming back. Sad, but cool. It's going to be kind of a little quiz thing while I'm going through this. How long do you think it would take us to get to Pluto if we traveled at the speed of light? Just to put into perspective how wide the, like, our solar system, not even, like, anything else, not galaxies, not universe, just our solar system, (coughs) how big it is. Traveling from Earth to Pluto at the speed of light would take X amount of time, you you guess. Uh, 150 years? Okay, well, that's way more hardcore than it actually is, but (laughs) I can help level that out in a minute. It It would take seven hours to get from here to Pluto the speed of light, I don't remember oh, the exact number. Oh, okay, okay, it, okay. Yeah, the I'm not speed, of, speed light. of light. Yeah, sorry. Okay, speed of uh, light, yes. There's light years, yes. Okay, yes. Yes. So the speed of light is uh, it's like 1 million something miles per second. Yeah. And it would take us seven hours to get to Pluto. So that's impossible. That's never, that is literally mankind will be long gone before we even crack getting past Mars, I'm guessing. So maybe not, but that's my guess. I thought that was wonderful. The speed of light is always something that is, you can't picture how fast it is. It's absurd. Uh, the next one I have here, as soon as it loads... Oh, I found out. The Kindle? I have a Kindle Paperwhite. I have the first generation Kindle Paperwhite. You can obviously bookmark pages, but you can press and hold. You can highlight sections and save specific like paragraphs or sentences. If I don't know what a word means, because in this book that's happening a lot, because it's the... It, like I said, it's literally like reading a textbook. You can highlight just a specific word, and it'll instantly bring up the Webster's Dictionary definition of that word. And you can highlight entire sections and Google search them. So if like a phrase I don't understand, or if it's in a different language, I can Google search it. That's dope, man. Kindle's got it going on. But anyways, so this next little fact is, and I'm, I'm going to ask you again as well, is about... So we've all seen the pictures of the solar system, you know, like uh, the Sun, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. What? Does, is, are you going to giggle in at Uranus? <laughs> Don't giggle at that, Patrick. Um, this is an adult show, okay? Uh, there's, uh, <laughs> so it's all about how we've all seen it, but we have never seen it to an appropriate scale, and we literally can never see it to scale and the reason being so uh if you were to draw it to scale well here let me ask you first if you were to draw earth the size of a pea the size of a a green vegetable pea how far away do you think you would have to go to draw pluto i don't even know what that means what do you what do you according so actual scale so for example i'm five foot seven you're six foot three or two or six three um so if you scaled us down halfway you know i'd be two foot whatever or three foot whatever and so if you took earth the size that it is now and you scaled it all the way down to the size of a p how far away would pluto be scale every bring everything down like that uh like I don't, I'm not good at distances, I guess 100 feet, I don't know. (laughs) Alright, so to blow your fucking dick off right here, if you made Earth the size of a pea, 
you would have to go a thousand feet away just to get to Jupiter, which you can't have a thousand feet of paper in a book. That's just absurd. Like fold it all up. Your book would be, uh, and then in order to get to Pluto would be a mile and a half away. And, and Pluto would be the, about the size of a bacterium. So you wouldn't be able to see it anyways. That's how small it is. So you, no matter what we do, no matter what computer simulation you want to run, put it on a screen, put it on paper, you will never be able to accurately see the solar system to scale, which is mind-blowing. It's like when you see maps and Russia is not the right size and the U.S. isn't the right size. Like, have you ever seen an, uh, a correct-to-scale map of the Earth? Actually, looks, yes. Yeah, it looks absolutely nothing like the textbook uh, scale. Not even a little bit. It's absurd. But I thought that was very cool. Um, Pluto is about, so, oh, and and so this one even says it, uh, if on that same scale of earth being the size of a pea, Pluto being a mile and a half away the size of bacterium, the nearest star to us, which is called Proxima Centauri would be 10,000 miles away on that scale. Uh, so that's crazy. And then even if you shrank down everything all of it so that jupiter was the size of a period on the piece of paper like say let's say 12 font uh and pluto was no bigger than a molecule it would still be over 35 feet away you can't get that's how far away pluto is when people are like it's definitely a planet and it's all this and that it's nothing it's just out there it's just a floating ice ball doing nothing with its life just mooching off the solar system get a damn job pluto sorry that's unrelated it really last is. piece, last piece that I saved. Uh, oh shit, wrong one. Sorry, it's it's an old Kindle, so clicking around all these pages is kind of uh, tricky. Um. Uh oh, this one's pretty cool. Before I say that, so Pluto is about the size. If you took just the the lower forty eight United States, which is you know everything minus Alaska and Hawaii, and you halved it, and then put that into a ball, that's Pluto. Half of the United States mass like half of what it yes. is the size of pluto it's so it's a joke it's a, i hate people who defend pluto as a planet i'm sorry i'm getting salty I defend right it as a planet. yeah and i hate you okay <laughs> let's get that out of the way all right so last one i wanted to say is how many stars and how much stuff is in our universe and in our solar system well not our solar system uh so this man his name is frank drake yes frank drake created an equation to figure out planets that could potentially harvest life so i'm just going to read this paragraph and and if it blows your mind just let me know and if it doesn't you're heartless and i don't want to talk to you anymore so under drake's equation you divide the number of stars in a selected portion of the universe so just pick pick i don't know it doesn't say which one he picked out of but just this square that you look up at the sky uh of the universe by the number so sorry i wanted to explain that you divide the number of stars in a selected portion of the universe by the number of stars that are likely to have planetary systems. They've figured that out somehow. That It explains that. I'm not going into that. And then divide that number by the number of planetary systems that could theoretically support life, which is like one in a million. Hardly any actually could try to support life. Then you take that number and divide it by the number on which life, having arisen, advances to a state of intelligence. So life can appear anywhere, really, and then die off very quickly. I mean, heck, even on Earth, there's been species that have been flashes in the pan. Uh, And then you continue on. You go past intelligence to have bodies that can support it, so on and so forth. And at each such division, the number shrinks 
an absurd amount. You know when you see like 10 to the 150th power. Yeah. They keep shrinking, keep shrinking, shrinking. And even yet, the most conservative of inputs, like one in a million planets could potentially host life. One in a million uh, solar systems could uh, support each other via sun and all that stuff. One in a million solar systems even have the proper planets, yada, yada. The uh, number of advanced civilizations, sorry, just in the Milky Way, just in our galaxy, always works out to be somewhere in the millions. That's absurd. I know a lot of that was just me rambling words, but just take the most conservative of guesstimates and just divide your way through this this uh, calculation. And our universe, or I mean, our galaxy alone has about a, a little over a million uh, possible life-supporting planets. That's Wait, crazy. Dude. Our galaxy, our galaxy, the Milky Way, just the Milky Way. That's crazy, dude. That's so that is, crazy. That is crazy. Uh, it's oh my gosh, I can't even. I can't. But I mean, but I mean, I've seen the Alien franchise, so I mean, <laughs> we don't really want to go there. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying it's a good idea. Um, this book talks about uh, uh, a rather large amount more about that kind of stuff. Like, if we could find life, would we want to? How long would it take us to get there? Again. Just traveling within our eight planets is going to be impossible within the human, like a human's experience on Earth. So to think even beyond that is absurd. But just, just, I can't, I can't, like hearing those kind of stats and I'm just like, wow, I'm worth nothing. (laughs) I mean, unless it's like, I mean, I guess, unless it's like, um, uh, like Event Horizon, like basically the whole plot was basically like, find through black holes basically can rip holes basically can kind of go through huge areas of space in mm-hmm. a very small amount of time Granted, the rest of that movie was basically like they somehow went to hell but yeah i'm just but saying irrelevant. theoretically like Did you know- if you could find a way to like pass <clears throat> like if you could like fold space and pass through i guess you could hypothetically do it faster which would be amazing like uh it's like a futurama the way their ship travels is not by traveling through the universe it moves the universe around the ship (laughs) so that would be cool no the father of of black holes stephen hawking has in a very recent this was like uh, a year ago said black holes don't exist like everything he theorized a obviously a theory is unproven that's the whole point of a goddamn theory but b uh he's like everything i thought of at that time can be disproven in one form or another so black holes are no longer a thing. We we we. They, he doesn't believe so, and I'm sure he'll put out stuff, and people will try to prove and disprove whatever. But yeah, apparently black holes, something that we grew up with as like this huge phenomenon that sounded wonderful. Nope, not even. Don't shake it, shake it off. That's cool. That's pretty cool to think. That's the beautiful thing about science; it's ever changing. Which the one thing I don't like about so it's it's my favorite quote and at the exact same time the antithesis of what I stand for. It's by Neil deGrasse Tyson, and he said, "Who is the most wonderful scientist next to Bill Nye?" Like those two men make science interesting, regardless of if they do it in like Bill Nye's show was kind of kiddie and whatnot. In school, you're just taught to like be obedient and follow rules, and that's bullshit. They actually taught you stuff that's interesting and to be interested in learning, so it's wonderful. But his quote was. Uh, the great thing about science is whether you believe in it or not, it's true. It's all, yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. But at the same time, science is never stopping. It's always changing. It's always becoming something new. 
that's not to say don't believe in what's there now i mean like yes stick with what you know and then as it got but always have an open mind always be I mean, ready for the next big thing there was a time that people thought the earth was flat granted there are still retards who do yeah, but he like, still believes it is so <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, it is definitely, I mean, I mean, people didn't know. Yeah. I mean, there's a million things that like people thought, I mean, people used to think that health was all like the four humors. Like, yeah. Well, so it's what a big part of it for me was like, what got me on a big science kick years ago was my brother is an anti-vaxxer or was, I don't know if he still is irrelevant. Um, and so we got into a bunch of arguments and a lot of them were the same arguments you see on Facebook over and over again, all these different, I mean, I share a lot of them still because I'm like, fuck you, vaccinate your children, but that's neither here nor there. Um, a lot of them are, are, you know, like, oh wow. Yeah. 200 years of medical research and modern medicine, just throw it out the window. I'm not going to deny that some of it is definitely a money grab. I do think there's an economics portion to the majority of it now, but that's neither here nor there. There's a reason that this has been studied for years and years and years, and people dedicate their entire lives to it. But B is uh, is like a logical way of thinking versus naive ideology, which is, do you remember bloodletting? Yes. Yeah. People in the early 1900s used to go, oh, man, I've got the sniffles. This blood in my body is really bad. Slice themselves open, drain themselves of more blood than they probably should have because they didn't know stitched it back up and then would die because their body couldn't it's like that sort of thinking yes the basic way the stuff in my body's bad get rid of it but no 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 wait a minute wait just a little minute that is so ridiculous so i feel like anti-vaxxing is that of this sorry if i offend anyone who's an anti-vaxxer and by that i mean i'm not sorry at all i say never fucking apologize like like there's certain things i don't want to offend people about i'm totally cool with pissing people off about this um i'm cool with yes. you off in general so fair enough uh so yeah that's a that's a that's another episode in the books we got we said some stuff sorry if my science went a little uh, dull and dry but that was something that blew my mind and i really wanted to share it with the world um nah oh no i was gonna say next week we have plans for this and that but i'm still thinking of the birthday thing which you guys are already way behind on get what the fuck we're too th- we're, you're so 2000 and late people that's a hot Black Eyed Peas reference right there. That's a hot <laughs> reference right there. Um, yeah, anything else you want to add? Tattoos, depression, science, stuff like that. <laughs> it's a varied episode, Patrick. We went places. We weren't ready to go. I know. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good for right now. I feel like we've, sh- All we've right, shared well, enough then... thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> if you like hearing his voice... Check out Gifted Punksters. They've got a lot of episodes under their belt. If you like hearing my voice, check out What Did I Just Say? We've only got five episodes. And the most recent one is Guys We'd Go Gay For. You know you want to hear that. I've actually talked about most of them on this podcast, so you're already aware of some of them. But there's some fresh faces in there. Uh, Otherwise, uh, yeah, I'm Kevin. I'm Pat. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Indeed. Indeed.